Hello, everybody. And welcome to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. And uh, as usual, it's uh, myself, Ryan Maloney, as your host. And of course, the incomparable Mr. Randall J. Bird, Spirits Medium to the Gods, is here. That's right. But we're also joined by another mystery kind of guest. And I'm always a little bit uh, concerned because it means like I think that my job is in jeopardy. Uh, Could you introduce us? He's too, he's way too busy to take over anybody else. You are absolutely fine. (laughs) This is, uh, let me introduce Rob Mellian, who is the executive director to the Massachusetts Packer Store Owners Association and the guy who's heading up vote yes on three. The whole ballot question is all from the Massachusetts Packer Store Association, 700 members strong of all independent mom and pop all that type of stuff and we're going to get into that pretty good a whole show devoted to that but you know i'm a stickler for one detail what <laughs> is the drink of the show we have to have something in our cups and all right have so this we, kind of discussion so i poured some of this into each of your cups today and this is telebardine age 12 years old this is the uh double word matured in bourbon and sherry gas uh this is done at 40 abv nope. um this uh, guys try this uh tell me what you think yeah. Um, well, what we put in our coffee mugs is nobody's business, but we're happy to tell you that today, yes, it is Tullabardine. This is a single malt from the Highland region of Scotland, mm-hmm. and uh, I've had a few sips already, and it is quite tasty. Yeah, this stuff is really good. Um, what do you think? What do you think, Rob? This is good. Yeah, smooth, it, it, and it's got some. It's got some it's nice, got great deep flavor. flavors going on. Really good flavor. Great aroma. Yeah. And here's the best part of this. Um, this is one I just tried yesterday and I was just totally floored by how good um, this tasted. The best part about this, this is under $50. That's amazing yeah. because this tastes like an $80 bottle. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, there's other products that are out there right now that, that do that do it like a double yeah. wood, like similar to what this they're is doing. Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. But this one, the price wow. on this, you know, we're all watching our pennies. This is a good place to do it. Telebardine, um, 12 year old, the, their double wood. It's in an orange box with the orange uh, thing on it. Definitely should um, be looking for the that. The flavor stays with you too. It's yeah. Really oh yeah. Good. That's really good. good. Yeah. It's and, very complex. And I think it's just the type of thing that we need to <laughs> springboard into a very complex issue, which is the yes on three initiative for uh, the voting that's coming up in just a few short weeks. Well, yeah, very uh, short. well, yes, on three is very simple. Actually, it's the opposition is trying to make it complex. Oh, okay, but it's very simple, it. and that's part of you know what they're trying to do is confuse well, let's, everybody. Let's, let's let's say this first: take yes something on, good away from them. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, on three is safe. It adds convenience for to get liquor, but it, and the expansion of alcohol sales, but it also has safety in mind in the communities that it's sold. Yep, it does I mean, it that's, safely. That's the big thing now. Now, what we have in front of us is. 700 members, like I said, all mom and pop, convenience, convenience stores, grocers, uh, traditional liquor stores, smaller package stores, uh, wine specialty stores. May, all I talk, may I talk to that very quickly? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I want to raise this because, again, there's a lot of misinformation being pushed to voters to get them to vote no. And one of them is about who MassPAC is and about who is who filed this question. Okay. Yeah. I think that's real important. This is very important. So the Massachusetts Package Stores Association is a group of businesses that have a common factor to them all. 
every single one of our members is headquartered in the state of Massachusetts. Oh, okay. That's the one factor. Yep. So a very diverse membership, as you said, convenience stores, markets, and liquor stores and specialty stores who all sell alcohol off premise. They all do that, but they all are the one thing that is important is for them to be a member of MassPAC, they are headquartered in Massachusetts. The Massachusetts companies employing Massachusetts people who are living amongst the stores themselves. They're living in the communities that that's sell the, the product. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and that's, that's really important because all of a sudden what's popping up now is there's uh, television ads and there's flyers that make it seem like uh, a vote for no would be to help small stores. But then, and here's the real confusing fact, you look at who it's paid for and it says Massachusetts Fine Wine and Spirits LLC. I just addressed this very issue with a group just a few minutes ago before we were uh, doing the show here uh, and talking to them because it's creating confusion. Right. There's one group who is throwing over $3 million in the Massachusetts and millions of dollars into other states to change alcohol laws to their favor is trying to represent itself as a Massachusetts small business, and they are not. This There's is nothing it, small business but, but in Massachusetts. They're about. claiming that they're Massachusetts Fine Wine and Spirits LLC. Is that correct? Who is based, their corporate headquarters is in Bethesda, Maryland. And so that is in their Massachusetts registry. So it's Massachusetts Fine Wine Spirits so LLC. Yeah. Is not in, from Massachusetts. In Bethesda, Maryland. Okay. So they're not here. They so have stores here. Well, I know. But their that, management is in Maryland. So I know that question. Maryland kind of like kind of runs a bunch of stores around the country under the name Total Wine. Is this who we're ultimately talking about? It's not even the parent company. That is the company. That is the company. Okay. So Total Wine has mounted a campaign against what was a grassroots Massachusetts-based retailer campaign to vote yes, and they're asking people to vote no. And, yeah, and which is fine. I mean, they have the right they have to the do right. They have the we want to explain that. They have the right to do this. I mean, the, yeah, I, yeah, no one's not, no one's no one's saying that they they couldn't do that. And when we say group, we mean one store, by the way. So in every state in this country, everybody has a right, including the people who work for and who own Total Wine. Everybody has a right to vote and to advocate for what it is that you know is important to them. But nobody has a right to misrepresent and to lie. Right. And that's the distinction. And it really just, does coming off that it's it's the small they're they're out to protect Main Street USA. That's what this that's what they're pr pr promoting. What, that, There's no does protect Main Street USA, but that could be farther from the truth. Coming from the company that you know has been repeatedly trying to blow up Massachusetts regulations on alcohol beverages legislative session after legislative session after legislative session. And then, you know, case in point, uh, back in 2014, when the ABCC cited Total Wine for illegally selling in the state with illegal discounting schemes, they sued the ABCC. They didn't like the fact that they were cited by the ABCC. So rather than accept the fine, they sued the ABCC, took it all the way to the Supreme Judicial Court, and lost. Yeah. So again, you just lost before the SJC. 
So you think that they would, I don't know, want to make amends or make things better, at least accept the fine and you know, move on. They literally, the next legislative session, refile legislation that would overturn the SJC's decision. Right. That's the company we're talking about here. Yeah. So you have a so you have an out of state company. By the way, is you're slightly said it's it's over two million. It's close closing in on three million dollars. I, I have to point this out that the, the that the people that belong to MassPack, many of them their 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 gross sales for the year don't equal two million dollars, and it was just thrown in as sort of like. Oh, we might even be up to three. I, I, I say I we're love, probably going to see more. I love more. the mailer. I love the mailer with the devil in it. Yeah, because the only one that's being deceptive, I think, right now is the person that just sent out the flyer, yeah. which is Massachusetts uh, Fine Wine LLC, who's really total wine. Yeah. Well, say you're total wine. Say you're from Maryland, and say that you just on. don't like the laws because they're not going to help. Well, them, but that's kind of what you're just say. To address I, just say yeah. we want to control the marketplace in Massachusetts. We we feel we have a right to it. Fine. You have a right to say that. Just say it. But the yeah. thing was, is I thought it was very funny. Their, their spokesperson says that they didn't want to hide behind a committee, which is what we had to do because we have so many. There's 700. Well, we have so, so many. It's the Massachusetts law. Well, we had to use a committee. It's the Massachusetts same, law that you have to use a committee. If you have a bunch of people doing yes. it. Right. Yes. And it was, it's, but he made it sound like it was like, well, we didn't want to do that because no, we, we don't want to hide behind a committee. And the fun, And the funny part about that was is that, yeah, but you didn't use Total Wine either, which everybody knows yeah. in the state. You used the LLC name instead. No, what they intentionally did was they had the committee spend no money, so it looked like there was no competition, no opposition. And then they come in quietly with, at that time, $2.1 million and start running ads and uh, put a mailer out to the entire you know, population of the state right. that completely misrepresented so yeah, well yeah, welcome. But there'll be robocalls. Get ready, be more mailers. More there'll be it's more. Fine. There'll be more ads. But it's fine. It's fine. That's they have fine, a right but, to do it. But we have to make sure that people know that the ballot question was actually started by mom and pop uh, stores, Massachusetts-based stores that want this to basically stabilize think, the whole thing. So I think the part that's rich to the whole uh, issue with Total Wine is how they are trying to spin themselves as a mom and pop in Massachusetts. That's right. what you're getting to. Yeah. And that's so. the part that's false. Yep. They are not a, they're not from Massachusetts. They're not headquartered in Massachusetts. They have outlets in Massachusetts, but that's it. And they are definitely not on the same uh, scale or are thinking the same way as other companies in Massachusetts. All right, Randall, get us out of here. We have to yeah. let's take a break, but we'll be back. A lot of heavy stuff here on it's the liquor talking. We're talking about the yes on three uh, vote that's coming up, and uh, we're all in favor of it. But let's get some more details when we return on the other side of this commercial break. All right. We'll be back. I stopped it, which is great. Now I'm going to start again, play the music. Are we, are we stopping the recording? I'm sorry. I mean, the, I just stopped the recording. I'm going to do another one. Right, right. Well, okay. I'm just saying we have yep. four segments instead of one blob. Yep. Okay. Exactly. So let me start the recording again. Back. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to WCRN AMA 30. And it's the Liquor Talking. We're here with Rob Mellion, who's the executive director of the Massachusetts Packer Store Owners Association. And some guy named Randall. Yeah. He's here, too. And we're taking a deep dive into some territory that we normally try and stay away from. We like to drink. We like to talk about alcohol. And we try and stay away from politics. But we're in the necessary and uh, important step of uh, kind of dissecting this vote yes for November 8th. Uh, and, um, early you know, voting starts now. as we're, as I like to say, we're, um, we're definitely biased in this because we've looked at the issue and we're all in favor of vote. Yes. But we want uh, people to be able to have a discussion and also hear both sides of the argument. So you're going to hear, uh, some of the reasons that we well, like gonna, the you're yes. You're going to hear why, why we think you, sh- why we, obviously we think you should, um, we vote yes on this. Um, when we well, last left our intrepid right. listeners, we were talking about how the, there's some, kind of, um, you know, faffery around how people are presenting themselves in this argument. And the one thing that we didn't talk about is that a lot of the uh, companies that would like to see a no on the initiative are not based in Massachusetts. The people who promoted the yes on uh, uh, vote yes on three wrote it and yep. made sure that they wanted to go are from Massachusetts and believe that it's in Massachusetts residents best interests. But the thing that we didn't talk about is that any of these large corporations that are kind of outside of the Massachusetts are going to pull the money that they make for profit out of the state. Whereas you, uh, Ryan, as a, as a liquor store owner, other people in MassPAC or other stores in the state are going to put it back into their community, back into the taxes and the structure of the community as well. We, we live here. We, 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 we are here. And, you know, the other thing is, is that if, if something happens, uh, the authorities can find us pretty easily. We're, we're, we're right here in Massachusetts. We live in the community that we serve and, and that's out of it. And, and I, to your point, Randall, you're exactly, you're exactly right. We're, so that's not just a statement. There's substance to it. The substance is that not only is Total Wine trying to uh, get question three voted down, so that it can then put forward its bills that will um, change things in their favor here in Massachusetts. So not only are they pumping millions of dollars in the Massachusetts, but simultaneously they are trying to blow up Colorado. Oh yeah. I saw the thing in Colorado. They had 11 million already in Colorado to expand their licenses, which is a similar type of literally. So you put there, 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 almost 3 million in the Massachusetts and simultaneously you're putting 11 million and the owners are putting in, Four million of their money on top of the eleven million. That's wow. a company. That's a company that's just able to throw money around. That's just in two states. So you're talking about it has nothing to do with the litigation that they got going on in other states. That has nothing to do with right. all the lobbying that they got going. Yeah, but you're, on. you're talking about in two states. You have or, or close to or if not over eighteen million dollars invested in um, in a, a path to more licenses for market control. But to Randall's point. They're taking money that they gained from outside of Massachusetts and are pouring it into Massachusetts to reshape Massachusetts so that they have marketplace control. And then they're doing that all across the country. Right. It's not money from Massachusetts in Massachusetts. Well, and I think that that's one of the things that that bugs me the most about this Massachusetts fine wine and spirits has nothing to do with Massachusetts. They're just using it. And now... um, you know, it's appearance sake. I don't know. For appearance well, sake, you know, again. let's get into some, right of, to do some of the, the, the topics inside the, the 
Okay, so yeah. let's vote yes. All right, so let's let's talk about uh, let's 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 go, start going through. Yeah, because it. this is a great ballot question. This does a lot of stuff for communities and consumers. Okay. Okay. And it's something that mom and pop stores across the state support. Right. And by the way, we're getting to the point now where communities across the state are supporting it with endorsements. Oh yeah. I mean, we, we just, we, we've been getting endorsements. So uh, by the way, they're pouring in, they're literally pouring in bipartisan endorsements. Yes. Both Republicans and Democrats are both saying yes on three, which is, which is fantastic. You can go. And now we're starting to hear from leadership as well. That's great. Leadership in the in, in the in legislature, legislature yeah. that which is great. All right, so and mayors, okay. and we're getting it. Uh, we just got another endorsement from a mayor just a couple of minutes ago. Awesome, that's, that's really good. Okay, so here's what it does: it expands the number of beer and wine licenses and caps the number of full liquor licenses an individual can own. It does not create any new licenses that are available locally. The new configuration would still represent most licenses allowed amongst the 23 similar three tier states. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So uh, right now you can have nine, correct? You can have yes. nine, nine licenses. They can either be beer or wine or they can be full liquor, but you can, you're, you're capped yeah, at nine. Whatever it is that the local licensing authority right. uh, allows for you. And then, so this one would basically move that to 18 beer and wine licenses, but only seven of which could be full Not liquor. in the community itself, not in the single community. Right, not in a single community. You get, one, the state. you get one in the community. That's right. Uh, because there's a, there's, some confusion happens over the quota system. There's a state quota system and there's a local quota system. And that's intentional. It's to prevent marketplace control because marketplace control of a regulated product like alcohol has historically always led to bad outcomes, including corruption. At one point, it led to prohibition. <laughs> so, well, so during prohibition, it led to organized crime. Yes, it did. Well, that's what they But well, While we're looking at this, I think a lot of people are trying to dissect you know, the number, the community, what the license is for uh, beer, wine versus the harder liquor. But if you if I were to try and categorize this issue, it's that Massachusetts stores have put forth a proposal that will allow for the expansion without losing anything in controlled way over the next few years versus what the opposition is saying that we want to have no holds barred yes. and be able to dump as many stores as fast as we can into the communities that's for them accurate. to suck out the that, money out to international or na- accurate. And that, that is not pretty. That is spot on accurate. But if this, you look at the bills that are in play, this legislative session that we were able to beat down, that's exactly what they do. They, right. they open it wide up and they just by brute force, system. they're going to come in and try and smash the little guy and then pull all the money. And what you're talking about is controlling the market in a way that allows them to do pricing, supply chain, you know, control and yeah. things that make it much harder yeah. for the Massachusetts based stores okay. as it gets in place farther down the road, too. Right. It's not just uh, while we want to have it now, we want to actually control it for the future. And this is not fear mongering. It is absolutely historically accurate to say that there is a bad history associated with marketplace control. Right. That is not fear market mongering. That is the result of when you have marketplace control, you are able to reverse induce suppliers and wholesalers. You can, you to can force tell them, what them to, do. to do your will. Yeah, you can exactly. tell them what to do. If That's you have what enough, inducement is. You have enough stores. Yes. You can you can force that. So, you know, having and of a regulated the, product with a bad history. By, by saying you can go up to 18 beer and wine over a period of time, it's allowing those people that are out of state 
that want to in, in people in state that want to expand, it allows that to happen, but in a controlled manner. So yeah. the laws and regulations are designed in a way right now that they maintain a balance, which the result of the balance is fair play. That's right. what these out-of-state chains are trying to blow apart. They want to offset the balance and have unfettered access and control of the marketplace. Right. Question three is tailored to strengthen the balance. That's what they don't want. And here's, right. the, and here's the thing. And this is why they're opposing it. Yes. 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 And here's the other part of this, too. Right now, it is nine, and we're, we're trying to move full liquor to seven and beer and wine to 18. Yes. You, if somebody has over eight, over the seven, they have eight, or maybe they might have nine by the time this goes into effect. They're grandfather. They'd be grandfather. We're not going to take anybody's. No one's license is going to go anywhere. Right. But and, I, I, I think that one of the things that when you get into this and you start talking about the numbers and, yeah. and the it becomes confusing, which is what I think the opposition wants, yes. because they're going to like nitpick on, on the fact that you don't understand that the state versus the Town local to right. the to the number versus right. the expansion versus controlled expansion. So while people are rearranging the deck chairs with the numbers on what they're doing as the Titanic's going down, yes. they're missing the bigger issue is that large multinational or national corporations want to come into Massachusetts and not have any controls or limits being placed on them. But this uh, voting ballot initiative is designed so that it, they, it, you can allow for expansion, which is going to be the future, but in a controlled way that right. doesn't let them run roughshod and just bully right. the smaller consumers. And it lets protects, the consumer have exactly. convenience. It, right. while, it gives convenience while protecting communities. But I hear people talking about these numbers, and then that's where I'm seeing people mistakes getting over. made right. because it's just... Do you want to have somebody come in into Massachusetts or do you want to have something that the Massachusetts uh, citizenship and uh, retail owners have put forth because they think that this is the way that it's going to help everybody? Well, this does this actually does both. But what it yeah. basically does is it gives everybody a level playing field so that no no one person can control the market. Right. But and that's not what a bigger conglomerate wants. wants. They want right. the advantage. Yeah. So and that's where that's where it sort of is hitting. So I think um, we got to take a little bit of a break, but I one, oh, one last thing, one yep. last thing, because this is important too. I've I've heard it repeatedly that stores don't want competition. That is crap. That's absolute crap. Our board, for example, at MassPack, you're all competitors. We, we compete against each other. Exactly. Competition is not the issue here. It's about unfair competition. That's correct. You are absolutely correct. And that, question on that three restores balance to a system that is tilting off balance due to all the. Uh, um, all right. All wow. the disruption. All right. So much information packed into it's the liquor talking, but we're going to have to take a break and just process that. And we'll be back on the other side with more information. Okay. So we're into the next segment. So I think in the next segment, we do um, prohibit self checkout and then get into the fines. Yeah. Well, let's start with the, with the um, self checkout. We can do the last one in the, in the last segment. So, okay. All right. All right. So here we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. And uh, I have a, 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 well, I don't know if the distinguished, Rob's distinguished, but Randall and I, not so much. I'm what's called the least common denominator. (laughs) Well, we have a Rob Mellion, the the, uh, executive director to MassPAC going over uh, what we're saying is vote yes on, on question three, but we're going, we're dissecting question three now. Um, and we started talking about the, the, the licenses and so forth, but I'd like to get into what else 
question three does. And one of it, one of the things it does, it prohibits self-checkout of alcohol, mm-hmm. alcoholic beverages. Um, and, and I think people get a little confused. It's, there's no self-checkout. It has to be a sort of face-to-face interaction. And a lot of people go like, well, the machines beep and then they get carded. And no. what a lot of people don't understand is there's a lot more that needs to happen at the checkout than just checking an ID. And it's when you have one person looking over 20 self-checkout lanes, that doesn't really equate because you also have to look out for intoxication and you have to look out for second party sales, which is a person that's old enough buying alcohol for somebody who's younger. And right now there's, there's articles all over the place about abuse of self-checkout. Yeah, people are pulling barcodes off of item A and attaching them onto item B and running item B through self-checkout. Yeah. That's happening all across the country right I'm, now, Wegmans, not just in Massachusetts. Wegmans just got rid of their self-checkout app because it was being abused. You know, and the funny part about this is, is we know Walmart just had this huge scandal and scam that we're running through self-checkouts, and they announced that they were going to put more self-checkouts in. Right. Listen, it comes down to this. You can't buy cigarettes. You can't buy prescription drugs. You can't buy cannabis at a self-checkout station. So, I mean, why should you be able to have another regulated substance, which is alcohol, should not be allowed to. By the way, people don't like self-checkout. Yeah, I don't. I hate it. There are, believe it or not, there are people that they I think they like the second ring of hell, too. But they like (laughs) they somehow say they like self-checkout. And it's like. Can you see the abuses that could happen? I mean, there's a gaping hole. Well, there's, there's the a bunch of stuff of, of making sure that people so, get uh, sold alcohol correctly. I've always been of the opinion that if you have an app, it doesn't really solve problems. It just gives the illusion of convenience. Right. So you're going to be able to check out and walk through and do this and that. And then, oh, it's going to check my ID to make sure the date's there. But is it your ID or is it have you handed it off to somebody? Exactly. That's the second the thing is, well, they can put facial recognition and it can check to the ID and then do this and that. And then I'm like, yes, but is it checking to see if you're intoxicated? Because every one of your employees, Ryan, has to check and see. You have to make a judgment call, right? Because no, you can't continue for safety reasons. And there's no way that a, a machine or a computer is going to be able to do that. That isn't going to be extremely expensive and far into the future. Well, here you go. Extremely expensive and far into the future, but extremely expensive. Uh, if you can allow self-checkout, then you're at an advantage because you don't have to pay a payroll. Right. I mean, that's really why they want self-checkout. Yes. And that's one of the reasons that but you don't, do that. But don't you have to have all your customers, uh, all your uh, sales clerks or register people have to go through training, right? To Correct. recognize uh, IDs and this and that. So, so, so in my free time, I'm the administrator of the alcohol <laughs> beverage training course for the state. Uh, I certify all the stores, including markets and convenience. We're stores, all certified here. And yeah. non-members of MassPAC take our course too, uh, including some of the opponents. They, they use us for and their they should. certification They should training. use it yes. because it's, it, Not it's all that them, important. But, but it's that important. The reason why I said this is because I can tell you with certainty, self-checkout doesn't work. Right. It just does not work. And it's not going to allow a store to be compliant. It's going to raise risk without any question, hands down. It's a bad idea. And uh, we take it off the table because it is a direct road to illegal sales. Right. Yeah. So that's one of the things that question three does. Okay. Um, no automated checkout. No automated checkout. And I think we... And by the way, if, you have, if, if you're in a self-checkout lane, 
very easy. You take the alcohol product and you take it over to the, you know, I'm sure that somebody there will take it over for you and run it at another register and then bring it back to you. That's what they used to do in the old days when you had somebody who was not of age. Uh, running I'm going to even answer the double thing yeah. on that too, because people are checking IDs. Yeah. We had somebody that was not an inconvenience. It's not like you're not going to be able to shop at the That's store. Right. This well, is the, the person that was uh, checking, checking to make sure when the, when the, it beeped for alcohol, the, the customer had to push it through, scan it because the person that was checking it wasn't of, of age. So, I mean, that could be an, an isolated instance, yeah. but I'm, what I'm saying is it creates holes that really don't need to be there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Because you are dealing with a regulated. No automated checkout. And most people are going to understand that that's impossible to really make work correctly. Okay. So question three also will increase fines and penalties. If the store sells alcohol to a minors or for other infractions, these penalties are based on gross sales, which will result in higher fines for multi-channel retail that are comparable to those of single channel alcohol. So basically it's economies to scale. So everybody the fine is based on the gross sales, whether they're alcohol sales or not. Let's take a step back so okay. that everybody watching and listening understands. First off, the laws on a punitive action against a store that has broken the law were written in the 1970s. Okay. Let's, let's deal with that one first. In the 1970s, it was just liquor stores who were selling alcohol off Correct. premise. And, that, and the gross sales were just liquor. Exactly. So the fine in lieu of suspension of license. All right, I'm going to shut down for two. They're going to shut me down for two days or I could pay this fine right. and stay open. Yes. Okay. So the default is the is the suspension. Right. The fine in lieu of suspension is calculated off of your alcohol sales. Okay. Intentionally, back in the 1970s, when it was promulgated to be punitive, it was intended to teach the store a lesson. Don't engage in illegal sales. Sorry about that. No problem. Oh, we like the music. Yes. <laughs> don't engage. Don't engage in illegal sales. This is, yes. but it's, so, but it's, but it's, it's it was intended to, to prevent stores from engaging in illegal activity. Right. So it was, as I said, it was punitive. Now jump into the 21st century when multi-channel retail started selling alcohol in Massachusetts due to changes in the law. The fine structure is 1970s fine structure. Now dealing with the 21st century retail model with multi-channel retail. And, and alcohol is all over the store. It isn't in, like, I right. remember when I was a kid. Alcohol is like, a leader for other sales, sales. in these box right. stores. Right, so it's like in the- There's islands of alcohol. Yeah, there's, there's stuff in the-, the Unattended. The, meat, the meat, meat counter, the discounter. So you're, you know, intensive, in all intensive purposes, you're licensed for that space whatever it may be and whatever you sell in it, you're licensed to sell alcohol in that space. So therefore that is a liquor store. But the right. point is that the intent of the legislature, and I was just talking with one of the chairs, uh, one of the chairmen mm -hmm. at the state legislature about this, the intent of the legislature was that the fine in lieu of the suspension was intended to be punitive. Right. Don't engage in illegal activity. Right. Right. And I, I just like to reduce stuff down to my simple brain being able to process it. But this to me is about accountability. Yes. Back in the day, if you're a store owner, it hurt. There was a big pinch to you making a mistake because it was based on all your gross sales, right? That was everything that you were making and it would really One hit, hit was you. your net profit for the year. Right. Now you go to a supermarket or a big chain and 10% of their sales is the alcohol and 90% of it, they, 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 it's not going to hurt them at all. They're just going to shift well, the money to, to company, do whatever. I'm sorry to jump in, but to a company 
yeah. that's throwing eleven million dollars in Colorado and almost three million dollars exactly. in the Massachusetts. That's a laugh to them. So, so there's no real accountability or punitive structure to these bigger stores because they're just going to shift money around or it's on a smaller percentage. But what you're proposing is if it goes onto the entire business of the store where the alcohol is taking place in all aspects of the store, it really will be a pinch or really put the hurt on them for doing that. That's why they don't want it because they don't want it. Well, just in order, the minimum to, change, that, in order to change behavior, the penalty has to, has to be big enough for you to change that behavior. If you want the people to take alcohol sales seriously, they don't really necessarily are not in the alcohol business, but they are now. And they, you're willing as a retailer though, to take the hit because you're a responsible person. Yeah, but this is what we do. But they don't want to. No. And so right. what you're getting at is if you'd like to be in the alcohol business and you're in the alcohol business, that's fine. It comes down to ancillary and necessity. It's a necessity for us to sell alcohol. It's a necessity. It's an ancillary product for everybody else. But so why in, would they be serious about it? They need to be serious about right, that. Exactly. And that's really the difference. Randall. Okay. I think that's pretty good sum, summation of that. Yeah. Don't engage in illegal sales. Staff up. <laughs> you train you your need, staff. But that's, train that's your the staff gross. And you need to do gross, all the stuff. You, you, want, you want to change it's it so that they're held accountable. It's, it's not right. draconian. I, I, the, the arguments against this are completely fabricated right so a it's not draconian it's not draconian to these superstores that are engaged here the other thing it's harsher to the, to the small the other retailer. thing is to a multi-channel uh store the store itself is not going to close they're going to continue to be open they're just right. going to pay they a higher take, fund. they could actually take the the suspension and still operate business that's right because they're not be able to sell the alcohol that's right. what the suspension is on they're, they're not going to be closed on a snow day right that's garbage that's right. absolute garbage. That is not. So, the, so even if they that took is the suspension, not, that is they not in stay the ballot open. question because I helped write the ballot question. I know what's actually in it. I wrote that's it. right. That's right. So, so that's garbage. All right. That's a lie. We got one more segment to go and we got to finish up this, this, but we have to take a break. Well, I'm on the edge of my seat to find out what that final segment is, but you'll have to come back on the other side of this commercial break. To, it's the liquor talking and the yes on three initiative that's coming up for vote. So in this last segment, we basically, all we have left is the out-of-state IDs, correct? Yeah. Yes. So, Randall, you, you, you had a pretty good idea. Let's do the out-of-state IDs. And then for the, like, the last half of this is sort of like, do, do like a, a summation. Of like, a, do it like a summation yeah. of like for people to understand it easier, right? right? So let's do, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the the stupid, you know, the basic stupidity of not being able to accept an out-of-state ID. Right. And then we'll go in to say, okay, so here's what it is. Okay. All right. Does that sound good? Yep. Okay. So here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. And, uh, we are talking about question three that's on the November ballot. November 8th is your voting time. You can vote early um, on this. Uh, make sure you get your mail-in votes in. But we're talking about question three. We think you should be voting yes. We're here with Rob Mellian, who's the executive director to the Massachusetts Packet Store Owners Association. And we got Randall Bird, who's been, uh, he is sort of our, he is sort of our uh, man on the street. He is, he, even though he has knowledge of all this stuff, he has been, you know, we're explaining it to him so he understands it. And right. I think that's been working. Well, I guess really you well. guys are so involved with this. We, yeah, this we're, is we're important blinded. to you. 
You've worked many, many long years uh, putting in time thinking about this topic. And to me, sometimes you know the fine details so much that I'm like kind of a little, I, I don't, I don't have that background. So I, I, I'm like going right. like, well, there's nine licenses in this particular part and this and that. And then I go, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. All you're saying is they can get licenses, right? It just needs to be controlled. It can't just right. be willy nilly. So, but we have one last topic. So I think we have to dive into, right? The one last thing that question three does, and I know this is going to sound really silly, but it allows uh, well, by the way, it allows a store, a restaurant, a bar, uh, a, 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 an event venue, whatever you want to talk. It allows them to accept an out-of-state driver's license or an out-of-state ID. Believe it or not, Massachusetts is the only state left which does not reciprocate for, for other states for the purchase of alcohol accepting their identification you are you can with full protection accept a massachusetts driver's license a passport or a military id active military id but you can't take an out-of-state license nope. without the potential for insurance or other things to hold you uh responsible right, absolutely. for it as absolutely. rob will tell you you can you can take it but now the you do it at your risk right it's all on you yeah and if your insurance provider finds out about this you know your rates are probably gonna go right up but right, this would allow us, like every other state in the United States, every other state. to take an out-of-state license with some amount of... You have at least a defense. So right. if, if, if something happens, and let's say you had to go before the ABCC, which is the controlling body of alcohol laws, right? If I walked in there and said, I have this problem, and they said, well, okay, what was the license you took? And I said, well, it was a Rhode Island license. They go, they stopped me right there. Well, by default, it says in the statute, by default, you're guilty. I'm guilty. They stop it right there and say, you're guilty. It is, we don't need to it's strict liability. It. It's yeah. strict liability. So uh, the way that the statute is designed, but to a point here missed in this is that in Massachusetts, you can buy cannabis with any government issue ID, but you from can't, any state. but from, from anywhere, not even any state. Right. <laughs> and you cannot rely on a Rhode Island. You know, we're a state with what? Six borders. I know it's just, I mean, you could drive across the state up in uh, North and South in like what, two hours or something like yeah. that. Uh, well, it might take you four going the other way, but that's well, it. Nobody comes to Massachusetts as tourists. <laughs> yeah, nobody yeah, we vacations don't have here. And no. there's no colleges or universities that people uh, would have an out of state ID. That's crazy. just nuts that this is. We've been, been trying to fix this for, for years. five yeah. legislative sessions. Well, we've been 10 years. We've, we've been actually MassPAC has been doing it longer than that. Yeah. The only reason we got we actually got um, uh, passports in is a, while, a way while back. We had the we had the World Cup here and they finally let us pass the, so that the people were coming from foreign countries. And there's the weird part. The people coming from foreign countries could have a beer, but technically but, somebody but from Rhode Island couldn't. Which many people might consider porn. Yes. But, you know, they're their own. You digress. <laughs> I'm just making a joke. I you love know, Rhode from, Island. And Rhode I, work Island. In, yes. I work in Rhode Island. And I have a lot of, I rent a so, lot so, in Rhode Island. So, you know, there it is. And I think what you bring up, Rob, is even better is that now we, you know, we have cannabis now that's for sale. They can take it out of state. They can take anything they want. Anything they want. Basically. So why can't, you know, lick, a liquor store take that? And by the way, now with real IDs coming online and everybody, but yes. you know, by May has to, if they yeah. want to travel by plane or something, has to have a real ID. There is more of a uh, standardized um, form and it's also harder to um, fake Yes, as a real ID. Well, there's also, to your point, there are two chips in a Massachusetts ID and in every other state ID, there's at least one, probably two chips in them too now. Everything is chipped. 
Right. So that comes up in the scanner. Most stores in Massachusetts have some kind of a scanning device uh, to check IDs. And so it comes up there as well. Yeah. And but it, in addition to that, stores train their staff. I know, as I told, I said it earlier in another right. segment, but you know, we do an alcohol beverage training course through MassPAC. I'm the administrator of that course. Stores train their staff to know how to deal with IDs, including out-of-state IDs. Right. And even to what to look for and all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. So yeah. um, there, there is the, um, the machine or the scanner. Our is, training is course, the backup, by the way, is the back. I know this was certain. I mean, it's kind of bragging about this a little bit, but our training course is actually better than almost every other state's training course. I would say that's probably the best in the country. So well, you're I, saying that there's three chips, the two in the card and the chip on our shoulder. There we go. From Massachusetts <laughs> exactly. being the best. Right. So, okay. We're the best. Right. What do you want? I, and, and, and the good there's part. ever ready battery right there. <laughs> well, the good part is that your training session that you do give and the, the, that, that is all based on chapter 138, which is the controlling um, law. Are there ever any batteries anymore? No, I don't know. <laughs> no, but you're so, starting to glaze over. I'm okay. starting to glaze over so, with the 130. But, but, but no, this, but I'm saying to me, this, this is all common sense. It's just yeah. been made right. crazy and confusing by people who want to like muddy the waters. That's all they yeah. have to do, Randall, is muddy okay. the waters. That's what they're trying so to do. So I would like to see a little quick recap on what we're talking about on those four let's, items. Let's go through that. And I think that's real important. But okay. let's remember this, what we just told you this is all that three does. So if somebody says it does something else, it it's doesn't. not. It does not. We've, we've looked at it. Okay. Can I take the first one? Sure. All right. The first thing that I think we covered was we want people to expand and be able to come in and do business in Massachusetts, but you want it under a controlled thing. And this has to do with the licenses. Nothing gets taken away, but we're going to allow a kind of controlled growth that favors uh, some stability instead of just like a huge tipping the teeter-totter in the favor of out-of-state interests that are putting a lot of stores into the into the state. And it will give convenience to consumers. Okay. It actually I supports competition, not uh, prevents it. It actually supports competition. All right. So I got the first one. So what what else is there? There was just, we the, just covered the fines, the, the fines and penalties yeah. are not, are supposed to be punitive. And they're basically work around the same, the same problem for everybody. It, you don't break the law, but if you break the law, here's how it's going to be done. It's going to be on your gross sales. And it's the same for, for everybody. And it's one of those type of things. It's supposed to change your behavior. It's supposed to make you think about selling and how you're selling and your training. It's supposed to make you do all of those things. You're supposed to be a responsible retailer. Right. If you're serious about alcohol and you want to be serious about alcohol, you can't just segment it away into a small portion of yet another way that you can make a profit in your store. It has to be important to the store. And also you'll get fined or punished appropriately for, for just right. taking it, not taking it seriously. All right. And the next okay. thing it does, no self-checkout. No self-checkout. That's pretty straightforward. There's a bunch of reasons for that, but, but really who likes self-checkout? Self-checkout is one of those type of things is everybody jumps on that ID part of it, but there's much more involved when you check somebody out of the store. So you can't do those things through self-checkout. Self, self-checkout's out. Yeah. Shouldn't be done anyway. And tons of examples of abuse and problems. That are going already on right now. In the works. Right? Okay. Okay. So now we just, we just covered the last one. Yeah. Which was, which was IDs. Allow, I don't want to see anyone having a real problem with this, including the bigger box stores or out-of-state concerns, because you'll be able to take anyone's ID. I think it helps everybody. It does. But it also lifts some of the, the, the burden or the confusion 
because I saw just the other day somebody in a store that was a graduate student here trying to buy something with a relatively local but out-of-state ID and getting into an argument. They had to turn away the business, which I think just drives it to New Hampshire or someplace else where they're frustrated because they can't buy something, even though they're a legal age, with a legit ID from their state. Correct. Um, yeah. And so that you you just summed everything up. It's good. Pretty much in a nutshell. Thank you. So thank you very much, Randall Berg. Well, I would go. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. I think that I think that when when people try and muddy the water and create all this confusion around it, and then you go and you start reading the bill, which to me is like doing extra homework. And I don't want to do that. But like when you start to try and take it apart, the basic context is, is that there are people who are not interested in Massachusetts that want to play and do business here and take money out of the state. And this is people from Massachusetts proposing some things that they think are very reasonable to help do a little bit more control and stability to this process expand, happening. Right, exactly. And, you know, here, here's, here's sort of the, the, the breakdown. 700, over 700 stores have put this together and they are all on the side of voting yes. And from Massachusetts. And from Massachusetts. You have one concern that's an out-of-state corporation that's trying to muddy the waters that wants you to vote. No, I mean, it's sort of, it's sort of rice that's, that's itself. throwing millions of dollars from out of the state. Which ironically is what all of our laws are put in place to prevent. Right. Here they right. are. And, you know, and then iron, uh, irony on top of the irony is that they're the filers of the legislation in play this session that blows apart the regulatory system. All right. We're just about out of time. So. As, as we leave, we want to just say, when it comes down to your vote and you see those questions, vote yes on three, please. Help your local mom and pop, help your local store that you help know. Help your and selection, love. help uh, yourselves. Uh, right. Help Massachusetts. Vote yes on three. Please vote yes on three. And Thank please you vote. very much. Please, please vote. Please. Please vote. Yes. yes, anything. Thank you very much. That's it. Great. I think it was a better. I think it was better. Yeah. Now, if I do this right, it'll be better than that. <laughs> so let me stop the recording.